turmoil in the air and things that might be trying to be heavy upon you and weigh you down here this morning, but we're in the right place. And we've got a Heavenly Father that cares for every need that you have this morning. And we want to just make sure that we get into His presence this morning. Church is never going to be the same from week to week to week to week. And so it's our opportunity to follow the Holy Spirit and see what He would have in store for us today. And that's just what we want to do. Father, we thank You for the opportunity to come into Your presence this morning and to worship You as a family. Lord, we set aside the cares of the world. We set aside our plans, our purposes. We set aside even our thoughts on how church might go this morning because, Holy Spirit, we want to follow you this morning. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and to have your way this morning and help us to worship the Father and help us to walk in his will and his way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
your glory so we can see your glory fully awake we're fully awake we're fully awake we're fully awake oh flood us God flood us
recognize areas in your life <clears throat> it is your pride that is hindering God. I want you to come forward to the altar. You recognize areas in your life you have not laid down, come to the altar. Areas in your life you have not surrendered, come to the altar. Let's lay it down before him. Allow him to consume it. Refine us with his holy fire. Spirit 
are just here in my heart. There's someone, there are many, and I'm seeing sons and daughters from Luke 15 of the older son that you're out striving and you're trying to earn his love. And it's, it probably stems from your childhood growing up from just the way this world is and how we're brought up that you got to work for it you got to strive you got to prove yourself and i just see the, the these sons and daughters and you're the you're the older son and you're striving you're trying to earn his love you you have this doing to receive mentality and he he wants to break that off of your life cuz he says you're my son you're my daughter everything i have is yours no more striving no more trying to earn my love everything i have is already yours you're not a slave you're not my slaves you're my sons you're my daughters no more striving no more trying to earn my love no more doing to receive mentality that leaves it's already yours you're already a son you're already a daughter he just wants you to just come to him and know that everything he has is already yours and he loves you no more striving If, if you feel that's you, just, just take your take your daddy's hands. Like let him pick you up. Like when you were a child, let him just scoop you up. He loves you. He couldn't possibly love you anymore.
we thank you for your presence this morning your kingdom come your will be done in our lives individually and in this church corporately we thank you father for your grace your mercy 
your favor, your blessing this day. We're so grateful. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. We are His. We're His kids. lot of announcements this morning, so hang with me. I'll try to do it quickly. Get organized here. This coming Sunday, next Sunday, July 31st, from 1 to 5 at Harvest Church over in the Fellowship Hall, we are having a women's self-defense class. We've had several of these before uh, from anywhere about 15 on up. Um, It's not particularly strenuous. It's a lot about being alert and prepared. It's a good time before college starts for young women that are going to college. Um, It's taught by uh, a man that's been on SWAT team in Omaha for years, and he will be here. And it costs $104 because he comes from Omaha. He puts in his time. There are 10 spots available, about 10 spots available but the one thing that the church, our church has done before when we have this, if you know single parent mothers that want to take this class, our church will pay for it. Amen. That's a blessing. Single parent mothers, we pay for it. Anybody else, it's 104. If you have trouble with that, you can let us know. But that's next Sunday from 1 to 5 right here. Now, if, you inter- if you're interested or no people are interested, you need to get signed up for it because there's only so many spots available. And Micah, Micah, raise your hand. Uh, after church, if you're interested, you can talk to him and get the information for him. So I would encourage that. It's a great class. Um, we've had a lot of older women take it as well as young women, and it's just a good thing to have. Um, Then, let's see, next, on August 2nd, Tuesday, August 2nd, Patriots United is uh, going to host two showings of 2,000 mules. That's about the the election corruption in 2020, and it still continues on. And um, it's going to be at the Elkhorn Valley Bank Community Room, Two showings, 5.30, 7.30. If you haven't seen it, I would encourage you to see it. If you have seen it and know people that haven't, I would encourage you uh, to bring them with you. Um, there is some limited space, so you want to get there early. So that we have tickets printed up. It's a good thing to hand to people to invite them. So I have those after the service if you're interested in that. That's Tuesday, August 2nd. The other thing, we have a really cool opportunity. So in September, Lord of Hosts Church is hosting the Open the Heavens Conference in Council Bluffs. Um, Thursday night, September 15th, will be Flashpoint Live. So Pastor Doug Daniel from Lord of Hosts called this week. And, you know, the Flashpoint Live services have been having huge altar calls multitudes of people getting born again, which is a wonderful thing. And they realize they're going to need help. So they call, uh, ask us if we had people that would be there that we would help. They'll need two things. They need greeters and they need altar workers. Now, it's a wonderful opportunity because 
You get to help bring in the harvest, help get people born again. But you also, it's also wonderful training for our people. It's a seed sown. And, you know, there's going to be people like Mario Morello, Lance Wall now, Hank Kuhneman, all those. And, and the anointing is not caught. The anoint, or not taught. The anointing is caught. So it's a wonderful, it's one thing to go and sit and enjoy it. But to be there and be a part and work and help, the anointing is caught. And that's a wonderful opportunity. So what they want is... I have a sign-up sheet. They, if you can help that night, Thursday, September 15th, they want your name and your email. And I'll, I'll get that from you. I have a sign-up sheet. And then prior to the service, prior to the meetings, they will contact you via email. And that Thursday night before the service starts, they will have a short training session. So if you're able to do that, that is a wonderful opportunity. I'll have that sign-up sheet at the end of the service. There's a couple things I have faith in. I have a lot of faith in God. I have faith in God. But the other thing is I have faith in this people that you're a generous people. And he's been teaching on the loaves and the fishes, but if you've ever, if you've been to the kitchen lately, our food pantry is multiplying like loaves and fishes, and we really appreciate it. So, um, this week we were doing fruit. I mean, we've done beans, we've done, um, we're just trying to get the canned goods stocked up, and then once we get those cupboards full, we'll go for, for things like rice and stuff that we have to put in containers. But we appreciate it. There will an opportunity, there will be opportunities arise that we will use this to reach people, to help people. And if you know people currently that need help, you can let us know. So this next week, we want to go with protein. So um, tuna, I don't know. I like tuna, but a lot of people don't. Chicken probably would be more popular. So we have these. You can get it in these. They have long shelf life. So we appreciate your help on that. And uh, let me read to you in Luke chapter 6, verse 37, verse 38, it says, given it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will he put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So ushers, we'll go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. If you need an envelope, the ushers will get you an envelope. Make sure that you fill it out correctly. Um, and let me read this to you one more time while they're doing that. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over will it be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
before I forget, I want to extend a hearty thank you to Dennis and Mike. They worked on the preacher's steps over there so he doesn't fall through. Lonnie has been doing things. Nate fixed our fence. and I came this week and it fell off. Nate went and took it home and welded it. I appreciate that. Caden and Carly were uh, out mowing and weeding and weed eating. And, you know, it takes everybody doing something. And I appreciate it. Amen. Turn to your Bibles to John chapter 6. And as you turn there, I want to read. God speaks to uh, Nate as he's on the road, an over-the-road trucker. And he's got a lot of time to himself, and he's learned how to utilize that time and to listen to the Spirit of God. This was given to him at 4 a.m. in Porter, Porter, Indiana. Where's Porter, Indiana? From Okay. Why were you awake at 4 a.m.? God woke you up. And uh, I want to read this to you. It's prophetic, and... and uh, this is what the Spirit of God is, is, is speaking, and this is to us. This is to the body. I said that my strength is made perfect in your weakness, but I did not give you a license to be unhappy. Operating out of your calling is only for a season. I put certain gifts and graces in you to be a blessing to my body. Use your gifts that I put in you. I will anoint and grace people outside of their natural gifts to make up where the body is lacking. I make up the strength that you are lacking until those who are gifted step up. So step up and do it. To those who are performing above and beyond in willingness and obedience, I am blessing you above and beyond your ability to understand. To those with your heads in the sand, whose hope is in the rapture, did I not command you for shoes? Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. There is strength and glory reserved for those who put on those shoes. Get away from your fear-based laziness by trying to equip your feet with your rapture runners. I told you to step out for the stepping in. And I'm also saying to step up or step out of the way. So God is endeavoring to get His people with the program. Amen? And I appreciate that. Um, look in your Bibles to John chapter 6. We're on a series. We're going to be done here very soon. And I entitled it Harvest. And it was to help you and I, the believer, develop a harvest mindset by preparing you for the miraculous days ahead. Folks, there are miraculous days ahead. Miracles, signs, and wonders. I serve a supernatural God. I serve a God that parted the Red Sea. And He's the same yesterday today and forever. So get your expectors going, folks. Every time you come to church, expect God to move. Expect God to speak to your heart. Amen? Now we've looked through this and uh, in John chapter 6, 
And it's on the miracle of multiplication. And there's some, there's seven things that we've, we're, we've looked at and we're almost done. But let me quickly say, number one, Harvest Church must see society's lost sheep, discern their needs, and minister the love and compassion of Christ to them. Can you say amen? Harvest Church, number two, must raise up leaders who are problem solvers, men and women with initiative, who can think for themselves and be aware of the situation and then come up with viable solutions. Amen. Be a participator, not just a spectator. If you see a need, do everything in your power to fulfill that need. Number three, in this great end time revival, the church must recognize that our youth possess the gifts we need. Thank you for that one week amen, Micah. I said the youth possess the gifts we need. And we should not despise these young people. Amen? They will be anointed with a special grace to be a witness and support for the body of Christ. Number four, the people of Harvest Church must learn to obey God and allow their gifts to function. Everyone has a gift. You've got to function in your gift. Number five, Harvest Church must learn to effectively organize and delegate. That's just what the disciples did, what Jesus did, did he not, in this miracle of multiplication. Then we said, we, 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 uh, when we look at the church to see who should do what, we must not look at education or experience. We must focus instead on God's anointings. The church must be organized around the anointing of God. God's choice for a ministry is identified by His anointing. Say, I'm anointed. Amen. Now, in, in John chapter 6... I want you to look at verse 10. This is, is, this is the sixth point. There's one more after this. But here it is, and I'll, I'll read it to you. Harvest Church must recognize that prayer that expresses thanksgiving to God precedes the miracle. You and I must be aware that when we pray and we offer up thanksgiving to God, that's so vital, that's so important. And Jesus did this. It says, and Jesus took the loaves and when He'd given thanks, He distributed them to the disciples and to the disciples, those sitting down. In Matthew 14, it says, And he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, remember we talked about that, looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. Before the miracle of multiplication, Jesus looked up to what? The Father, up to heaven. That's where the miracle comes from. He blessed the bread and fish and he gives and he gave thanks. Now listen, I want to talk about, and this today is preventative medicine. We're going to talk about the negative aspect. Then next week we'll talk about the positive thing. And as you're, as you're, as you're listening to me, I want you to look at Luke 17. Luke 17. Luke chapter 17. And let me make a statement to you. When you're there, you find it, look up to me. 
Let me make this statement. Thanking God is acknowledging God. Thanking God is acknowledge. What's acknowledge mean? Recognizing. What? Knowing. And in the days ahead, I'll tell you what, we're going to see miracles, but what's going to help is a thankful heart. A prayerful, prayerful attitude. Going to God in prayer. Thanking Him. Blessing Him. Acknowledging Him. That's what we do on Sunday morning when we're worshiping. We're acknowledging His presence. He's here. The Spirit of glory is in this place. You know, you go somewhere and you go, maybe it's a friend's house or whatever, or whether we're, maybe we're at work or whatever, a party, and nobody acknowledges that you're even there. You show up, nobody recognizes you, nobody says, hello, how are you? How are you doing? How does that make you feel? Rejected. All of us want to go to a bar like Cheers where everybody knows your name. Right, Ron? Bar? That was a good show. I enjoyed that. People want to be recognized. You want your gifts to be recognized. Well, let me give you a newsflash. Our Creator wants you to recognize Him. And how do you do that? By thanking Him. Would you agree with that? Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Leprosy is a type of sin. And sin will cause you to be afar off from God. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priests. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. Say cleansed. Verse 15. And what? One of them. One out of ten. When he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice, glorified God. See, did he acknowledge God? Glorified God, and he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him what? Thanks. And he was a what? Samaritan. Samaritans were half-breeds. Samaritans and Jews did not mix. And so Jesus answered and said, were there, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. King James says, Your faith has made you whole. 
Now, you look that word whole up, it refers to salvation, deliverance, prosperity. What's leprosy do? It eats away your flesh, your nose, your ears. Parts just start to disintegrate and be gone. Can you imagine that kind of life? Outside of the camp, could not get near. If, if they got near people, they'd yell, unclean, unclean. See, that's what sin does. It's a type of sin. It, it, it causes you to, you know, there, there's a division between you and God. But he said to the one, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Nine of them went and they were healed as they went or cleansed as they went. But I believe they looked down and where there were no fingers, there still were no fingers. They were healed. There were stubs. But I believe the one that returned and gave thanks to Jesus and glorified God was made whole. Where there were no fingers, now there were fingers. Where there was no nose, now there was a nose. He was made whole. I want you to understand how important it is to have a thankful heart and, and be, you know, show your gratitude to God. Well, pastor, you just don't know what a rough week I've had. We've all had rough weeks. But when you abide in the vine and you stay hooked up, He's always there. He's always there to strengthen you and encourage you and help you. So this man was made whole. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. Is there one thing today you can be... Show your gratitude or be thankful for. My wife you know, should be thankful for me. Right? I am thankful for my wife. 41 years last Monday. I wrote in the card, you're still the one. Remember that song? Some of you don't. 41 years ago, you're still the one that can scratch my itch. And it's been a wild ride, I can say that. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is preventative medicine, folks. It says, but know this in verse 1, that in the last days, we're in the last of the last days, perilous times will come. Difficult, savage, dangerous, painful, harsh, fierce, grievous times will come. For men will be what? This is how it starts. Lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. What's the next one? Unthankful. Unholy. Unloving, unforgiving, slanders without self-control, brutal, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Boy, that describes today, doesn't it? 
sure does. Paul is informing us the world and even the church at the end of the age will become unthankful. Will become unthankful. So I realize this applies to the world, but it applies to the church too. How many have ever been thankful? But how many have ever been unthankful? Oh, every hand should be up. There's times we should be thankful. And we don't express it. Everything I'm telling you today stems from a root of, we talked about pride today. Pride and self go together. Self. Self. Lovers of self. Now this word in the Greek is is A-C-H-A-R-I-S-T-O-S. And it's charistos and, and it means unthankful. Charistos means thankful and you put an A in front of it, it means unthankful ungrateful. These are people who once were thankful, but now no longer focus on their blessings. Now they're only concerned what they don't have instead of what they do have. You know, as pastor, as a pastor through the years, through the decade, I can say decades, there's times I, I, I was unhappy because there were things that I, I, I saw as a pastor and as a church we lacked. And it grieved me and it frustrated me. And, but, but I had to learn to be thankful for what I did have. We all have to be that way. Now, I want you to see something. Are you there in Timothy chapter 3? Look at where it says unthankful. See it? What's the next word? Unholy. Unthankful and unholy are connected. When you and I stop expressing our thankfulness to God or acknowledging the Father on a daily basis, this will lead to unholy attitudes. And then it leads to unholy behavior. Let me say it again. When you and I stop expressing our thankfulness to God, this will lead to unholy attitudes and then unholy behavior. I'm going to say this, and, I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know who it is. But I'm going to give you a warning. There's somebody, well, there's somebody here today that is offended. Either you're offended with God or you're offended with people. Jesus said, you know, offenses will come. But if you're offended, you're opening yourself up for heartache, confusion, frustration, and you're not going to function as you should spiritually. If you're offended with somebody or offended with a situation, you need to do a checkup on your heart's attitude. So, if you're unthankful, it leads to unholy attitudes, which leads to unholy behavior. Now, I'll show you something else. This is interesting. Look at Luke 6. We're talking the negative side today about preventative medicine, about being unthankful. We should not be unthankful. But I want you to look at this in, in, in chapter 6, in verse thirty. Five, chapter 6 of Luke and verse 35. It says, but love your 
enemies do good and land, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. Now listen. For he, or the Father, he is kind to the what? Unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. The only other place this word, in the Greek I gave you, charistos, or with the A attached, which makes it unthankful. The only other place it's used here is in Luke chapter 6, 35. Here Jesus connects unthankfulness with evil. He connects an unthankful attitude with evil. Makes you kind of think about being unthankful, doesn't it? You know, could we say this? I I think it's true. If we're unthankful, we're in sin. An unthankful attitude is a sinful attitude. And God isn't going to acknowledge a sinful, evil, unthankful, unholy attitude. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying if you have lost your way and you're not expressing it or acknowledging to the Father how much you love Him. I tell you, I went through a month of wearing a catheter. It sucked. And I tell you, that when that catheter, the catheter came out, and I could micturate, I was thankful. If you can't urinate, you're not going to be happy. Because you, you're thinking, she's driving me to the hospital, I'm driving faster, faster, faster. I was so mad at her, I was mad at my wife because she'd stop at the red light. I said, go through it! I could see there were no cameras. I know the ones that have cameras. <laughs> Drive through that light! Get me to... I want... And she... Oh, and then she gets pissy with me. And we're arguing. Well, that really promotes healing, doesn't it? Getting into strife with your wife because she doesn't drive fast enough. God, I was mad at her. <sighs> I was so thankful, so thankful. Thank God for doctors and nurses. Thank God Jesus is the ultimate physician, but where I'll tell you, there'd be a lot of dead Christians if it wasn't for doctors and nurses and medicine. I'm thankful today. In fact, I go to the bathroom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. It's funny, I realize, but... We, we, we're so, we, we, we fail to thank God for even little things. Thankful you got money to put gas in your car. Thankful you pay your bills. Thankful that your kids love Jesus. Thankful that you go to church that gives a rip. That cares. That's fighting a good fight of faith. That you don't have to wear a mask. That you can say it the way it is. Some of you should go visit some other churches. 
Then you're going to come back and discern and recognize the freedom and the blessings that you have. Well, maybe that preacher would be more loving. Loving isn't going to get your fat out of the fire. It's learning how to use your faith and to be a man of God, a woman of God, and a spiritual warrior in these last days. Okay, I'll end with this. I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you. Is that all right? A Greek scholar. Signs of the last days. Unthankful and unholy. He says, this unsa- Rick Renner, the unsaved man is selfish because iniquity rules his heart and a chief manifestation of iniquity is ingratitude, and which is a symptom of selfishness. Christians are not immune from a selfish, ungrateful attitude. Christians can also succumb to the sense of entitlement and selfishness that marks the spirit of this age. You need to know that as long as an ungrateful attitude prevails in your life, you'll never be happy. Let me say that again. You need to know that as long as an ungrateful attitude prevails in your life, you'll never be happy. If you're not happy, maybe it's because you're ungrateful. I'm so glad I'm not here to win a popularity contest because I ain't going to win it. Thankfulness is a prerequisite to happiness. Because only a thankful heart can be a happy heart. Unfortunately, we live in a world today where people are so self-focused, so self-consumed, they're rarely grateful for anything. In fact, people have been blessed with so much, they take their blessings for granted and don't even realize how fortunate they truly are. Paul says this is the signpost of the last days. Think of it in our world today. Nations that were established on godly principles have become infested with godlessness and wickedness. Does that sound like America? Things have changed radically, even within the span of our lifetimes. In just a short decade, society has devolved from sanctioning opening, open, open prayer in public schools to outlaw, outlawing God altogether in those places. Instead of acknowledging God as the supreme Creator, society refuses to, to recognize him at all. Remember, we talked about being thankful as you acknowledge God. You can't do that at school. Can't acknowledge God. Things are changing, folks. And when the recognition of God is removed, everything evil has room to take root and propagate. As long as a society recognizes God, it will live by a higher moral code. But when God is removed, man immediately begins to slide downward into sin and debauchery. He says, however, now here's the good part. However, just because you live in the last days does not mean that you should be affected by this moral downslide by making God's word your standard. And upholding it in your life, you can stay free from the spiritual corrosion that is eating away at the world today. What is happening to a lost society does not have to happen to you or your family. To remain untouched by this moral degeneration, you must make the decision to keep your eyes on Jesus and live to please Him.
Choose to make His Word the guide for your heart. Never permit yourself to entertain or find funny those things that God deems unholy. This situation's not funny. It is spiritually deadly and damning. The world lasts while it goes to hell. Lost society is oblivious to the deception that is dragging it lower and lower into depravity and judgment. What is funny about this scenario? Nothing. If society focused its gaze on God, kept Him in their minds, it would be more difficult for Satan's deception to work its plan in the world. But when a man becomes unthankful, when a woman becomes unthankful, ceasing to acknowledge God and to be thankful for His abundant blessings, that is when he begins to sink into decadence. These words in 2 Timothy 3, 2, he paraphrases. Let me read it. Although they were once thankful and appreciative, people will become void of gratitude and generally unappreciative of everything in the last times. As a result, impurity will seep into society. Have we not seen that, folks? And it causes it to become unholy, impure, ill-mannered, unclean, indecent, coarse, vulgar, offensive, crude, lewd, and rude, behaving and carrying on in a way that God would never sanction. The same effect can happen to you as a believer if you stop recognizing God and expressing thankfulness to Him. You see, a Christian may not slide into the same sins to which the world quickly succumbs, but ungratefulness, bitterness, and other heart-hardening attitudes will worm their way into your soul if you do not maintain an attitude of thankfulness and constant recognition of God's goodness in your life. That's why King David said in Psalm 103 too, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. In a moment of difficulty, David paused to remind himself that God had been good to him. By rehearsing in his mind all the good things that God has done in his life, it created in him a thankful And grateful heart. So before you do anything else today, why don't you take a few minutes to be alone with God. Express your thankfulness to Him for the wonderful things He's done for you. If you're tempted to feel sorry for yourself, or to think that others are more blessed than you, this is an indicator that you may have slipped into the sin of being more focused on what you don't have than you are on all the good things you do have and the wonderful things that God has done for you. He says, and he asks these questions, and I want want you to listen to these questions. Number one, are you grateful and thankful for what you have? Or has unthankfulness begun to poison your spiritual life? Number two, how long has it been since you took time to thank God for what you do have? Number three, taking your words and actions into account, would God count you to be among those who have thankful and grateful hearts? Or would He count you to be among the ungrateful and unthankful? Number four, how long has it been since you considered your blessings? Set aside time to specifically thank God for what He's provided in your life. Finally, when you're thankful, it it not only changes your attitude, but it also transforms the environment around you. So isn't it time that you took time to thank God for His blessings in your life and thereby positively affecting your attitude and environment? Let's stand up this morning.
I'm thankful that God speaks to us during our worship. He speaks to us prophetically. I'm so thankful where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I'm so thankful for the gifts of the Spirit. I'm so thankful that I pastor a church, a people that love God and desire His kingdom to come and His will to be done. I'm so thankful that I don't pastor a people that compromise. They believe God's Word. They hear it and they do it. I'm so thankful that we're waking up in these last days. Opening our eyes to see and our ears to hear what the Father is doing. What are you thankful for today? When's the last time you took time and got on your knees and raised your hands to your Creator to thank Him? For all that He's done for you, spiritually, physically, financially. When's the last time you did that? The Spirit of Grace is speaking to us today to offer up praise. Come into His presence with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. When's the last time you thanked your friend, your, your mate, your siblings, your, your, your children? When's the last time you thanked them? Father, today we thank you for your goodness and mercy. And Lord, we are thankful. We're thankful, Father, for your goodness. You are a God who is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. You're good to all, and your tender mercies are over all your works. Thank you, Father. Thank you that we serve an awesome God, a healing God, a God that delivers His people, a God that blesses His people. We're thankful, Lord. For an opportunity to come together corporately. That we can hear your word preached without compromise. That we can worship you, Lord, freely. We're grateful, Father. We love you. And we honor you today in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope this week you'll hear what I said about preventative medicine. The next, next time we're going to talk about being thankful. Amen. Is anyone here today need prayer for your physical body? I believe in the days ahead, people are going to be healed as we worship God. Right where you're standing, the anointing is going to come upon you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. I appreciate that. Amen.
And I'm thankful for you. Amen. Sometimes you're wild sheep, but I, it's all right. I like wild sheep. I like wild ones because I was a wild one. Amen. Anything else? Wednesday night, I don't know what we're going to do. We came to pray last Wednesday, and all we did was worship. So he's prepared to worship, lead worship, and we'll just follow after the Holy Ghost. Amen? God bless you. Have a good week.